Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ponzi Scream. Today, we have a special episode. Uh, we have a host of Pod, Pod Damn America and Why You Mad, a uh, friend of the show, Jake Flores. Uh, we're here to, talk, Hello. Uh, here to talk about Prop 22 a little bit and just want to uh, go over uh, what, what some, of the, some of the crazy stuff uh, that's been going on in California right now. Uh, all related to gig work and tech economy stuff. Uh, Jake, thanks for coming on. How how's work for you, man? Uh, good. I am actually currently not working gig work. Uh, I stopped nice. right around when COVID started because uh, when coronavirus was breaking out and things were getting really dicey, I real I kind of did some numbers and realized I could live off of uh online work podcasting and stuff um and uh you know the money that they sort of threw at us and live kind of cheaply and stuff but i have been a gig worker and will be one again i'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i love that i love that uh right. knowledge where you're like i will be back regardless of what i think about it you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, now you're just raking in that Soros money. Oh yeah, he also pays via an, an app. You do, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Task Rabbit, but for Antifa stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jake, what do you mind saying? Uh, which folks you worked for when you were gigging? Yeah, I mean, obviously everything's satire, everything's parody in case of legal, whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I worked for Caviar for a long time, which like merged with DoorDash at some point, and then it was both of those or some shit. I don't really know how exactly that worked. But um, Caviar was the app that I sort of uh, that ended up working out all right for me. I know different yeah. people different experiences. I did a little bit of Uber, Uber Eats but um particularly in the time and place where i was i think caviar was the best i was doing delivery shit on a bike right yeah would you do back would you like switch back and forth between the two or something like that you know what's weird is that you're not supposed to like you if you get caught with both of the apps on at the same time or doing multiple apps then uh you could get like you know banned but really uh, but also everyone does it and like when you go i remember when i went to go do onboarding and had them like explain you know the fucking five rules they throw at you before they just go you know go out and do it um basically they sort of wink at you and they go hey you like shouldn't don't do this but you know if you do do it then um i think one of the main things that they would say is cover up the logo on your bag because that you know that at some point could make them like legally liable for whatever the fuck happens if you yeah if something happens while you're on a delivery for uber but you're using a caviar bag or something i don't fucking know but oh they didn't care. i mean part of the yeah. independent contracty nature of this stuff is like you know certain stuff is uh not their th like they don't care like it's not on them if like mm -hmm. something happens because you're not an employee so not only are they not responsible for you they're, I guess they're not like liable for you uh, that's uh, something that's kind of debatable though i mean that's kind of 
one of the big issues is if you're not an employee, can you can like there's this big legal theory of like if you are an employee and you're doing something while working for them, your employer is liable. And that's like basically a principle for anything. But if you're an independent contractor, it's a, there's just like less understanding of of liability. But in general, there's this if you are doing something on behalf of somebody else and getting paid for it, then and there's some sort of accident that's your fault while you're doing it, uh, very likely that uh, like the person who hired you could be responsible. It's just kind of like a general principle. Huh. So that that's probably why they're doing that. I'm shocked that they that they tell you that you can't technically be switching back and forth because that's by design how it's supposed to work for you for for gig workers, right? I think it's de facto how it works, but it's yeah. not on paper how it legally functions. I mean, you I think legally you can switch back and forth, but you legally probably aren't supposed to have both of the apps that catch jobs on at the same time because in theory it like gums stuff up and it it's not all working on the same algorithm so the routes get weird or something but what's what's crazy though is that everyone does use all the apps at the same time i mean if you've ever been in an uber the you know you'll notice they have like a lift thing also mm-hmm. and you know, the yeah. other one or whatever mm-hmm. and because of my favorite like, is saying taxi drivers who have uber yeah well. Yeah, it's so bleak. And they also yeah. have the taxi app and the Lyft app. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a it's like NASCAR, where they just have everything they're <laughs> sponsored by, like any access point to the exact same service. Like, yeah, and um, you know what's crazy is that because everyone is actually doing all the apps at the same time, like it it creates. That's where the level of competition lies. So then it's actually functionally sort of impossible to not do that because they then lower the amount of pay they give you because they figure out how much, you know, they can get away with paying you. If uh, on average, everyone's happy with only making a certain amount of money from their, you know, like Lyft shift or fucking Uber caviar shift or whatever, because, it's stacked on top of three other things, but it's not supposed to be. So it creates this situation where you're forced to work illegally kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a huge yeah. labor supply. Like, like it's like, it's like standup comedy. Like there's just such a yes. high labor supply that they can pay you nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one, one thing that I noticed was I had friends in comedy who, you know, they, they moved out to the suburbs and they were like, uh, well, this was when Uber was first uh, popping off. And so there wasn't a huge pool of Uber drivers yet. And there was almost this false promise that you're going to make a certain amount of money gigging for five or six hours a day. But then once Uber opens up to everyone, the market gets glutted with, uh, with, with part-time workers. And so like the, the quality of the rides and also the, or so the customer experience, but also the quality of the worker experience, everything just like drops. Right. And ultimately, yeah. the more you have independent contractors, the more that hurts everyone else's just like chances of getting work. Like I would imagine, like I, I haven't spoken to any formal taxi drivers, but it's pretty clear how much they are suffering. And while they were, I think technically authorized as independent contractors by, you know, the taxi companies, they had 
certain protections and a taxi driver at a certain point, it was a very middle-class job. You could buy a house in Queens as a taxi driver. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the weird things about gig working is um, kind of like what Jake was saying and, and what you were saying, David, how they do promise where it's like, Oh yeah, you can make all this money if you do this. Um, but my experience with it was kind of this weird mixed bag um, or, and my current experience with it, which is basically like, they're like, Hey man, if it's like 2 AM, you could turn the app on. You could start, you could start making money. You could start doing this. And it is very clear by all standards that the only times you really make money are like from like five ish, six ish PM to like nine ish, 10 ish, you know, and maybe sometimes a little bit during lunch. And the thing, the idea for me was always and continues to be like, well, I I can't I'm not gonna waste my time. So I'm only gonna keep this thing on for maximum, maximum five hours, essentially a day. Now, if you did if I did lunch too, it would be more like seven hours. Mm-hmm. But I only keep it on five hours, and that's literally the only way that I am able to keep um any any kind of semblance of a of a minimum wage and uh, for record for the record like i will make i also used to do caviar but then as jake said they merged in with doordash and um i was not about that and uh now i do uber eat stuff and i would say i make 15 ish to 20 ish an hour but that's before taxes and um also New York City is just a weird New York City is strange because it's it's propped up on the fact that there are a lot of uh externalities that wouldn't necessarily exist in other cities like you're you're not having like you know the billionaire son of a like a a a, a telecom mogul ordering McDonald's <laughs> at midnight you know uh like and and the weird upper 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 class like supporting these things it's um there's just not as many people in smaller cities like right austin or austin or portland or denver or what have you have you guys done any gigging in other cities uh either of you or anyone i had an idea for a while that um there's like a a level it's, it's a faustian deal when you sign up for this type of work right you give up all sorts of things by not being an employee, but they really sell you really hard on like freedom, make your own schedule, all that crap, right? So mm-hmm. for me, that was what was appealing about it. And I always try to get as much of that back. And one sort of grand idea I had ultimately at one point was, uh, what if you could tour all the time and do this work everywhere you go, right. because you could just work whenever you wanted. And that'd be a great way to work while, you know, having a show every night or whatever. Right. Um, and I looked into it and for a while you could do this only on Lyft. You, you could get certified to be a Lyft driver, like nationally. So you could drive to a city, do Lyft rides and then do your show and then drive to the next city or whatever. Um, but they just stopped. Something legally happened that caused uh, that to not be a thing. I think it got broken up or maybe. And then it, after a while, it was just, no, you're just, you're only certified in one fucking city. So like you fuck off, like you can't, you know? So every app company 
in like confines you to working in one specific city or state. It's 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 weird, uh, man. They change it in strange ways. Like in New York, they'll kind of keep you in the tri-state area. Generally speaking, if you turn on the Uber app, they'll be like, "Do you want to be in Suffolk? Do you want to pick up McDonald's in Suffolk County? You know, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, or like, would you like to go to Weehawken?" Uh -huh. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, but other places, I'm sure it's, I mean, I mean, I feel like it's probably in, like in the Bay Area, you know, they might have an option for like doing stuff in North Bay, South Bay, um, you know, but like, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it really depends. It's wildly dependent. Mm, interesting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in California is, there's just a huge number of gig workers and it is, an incredibly hot topic right now, what is going on. I mean, Silicon Valley obviously is in California, but also some of the biggest cities in America are, are in California with huge, um, you know, a lot of these gig workers, majority of them are, you know, minorities, low-income folks, people are just kind of doing it on the side, you know, single moms and things like that, um, you know, and obviously beautiful, sexy comedians, of course, you know, trying to make it in the L.A. scene, I'm sure, uh, but... What has been happening is there's been a lot of attempts to try to make these workers uh, classified as employees because, I mean, we just, I learned two new things from speaking to you guys now. One, it is explicitly told that you are not supposed to be working two different companies at the same time, which I'd never heard before. And two, most companies require that you work within one region or municipality. Uh, both of those things make me think that you guys were employees and getting ripped off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in addition to those things, you guys don't get things like health insurance or Cobra. I mean, not every job gets, you know, has health insurance, uh, but that's certainly something that's not really an option for anyone who's gigging. Uh, there's well, actually, actually, we we get this really weird thing at Uber Eats. Actually, uh, caviar. I I have uh, no, we didn't. Um, I think mm. it was no. Actually, Jake, I don't know if you remember this. Did you ever? Did you get it? Did you get that email at one point where they're like, yeah, if you get fucking struck at by the a vehicle, yeah, or yeah, it was yeah, it was something. Well, it was it was another one too, where like I think in 2018 or 2019, they were like, if you get struck by a vehicle. Congrats! We, we you'll so there'll be some sort of coverage, and that was because somebody in Philadelphia got like was doing caviar or something, got struck by a vehicle, and then like they died, <laughs> and then they got sued, and then they were like, okay, now we have to basically offer some form of catastrophic sort of yeah. health insurance, you know? There that there was that situation, and then at the beginning of coronavirus, they were like. Oh, oh, if you get coronavirus and you give us a test and you get a test and you show it to us, we'll do something. It was like <laughs> razor thin. And it was like you could tell they're doing the bare minimum that they had to address coronavirus in some way because especially at the beginning, before we really knew how coronavirus was transmitted, it kind of seemed like delivering food was going to be an incredibly dangerous job and now we know right. that it doesn't yes. really transmit outside so it's actually probably not but like those companies were in a really weird situation where they were like you know they can't they can't stop functioning and also you're not a fucking employee so they can't really or can't they, they won't you know do anything where they 
give you some sort of compensation or anything. So right. uh, they right. they made <laughs> my favorite thing about that time was that you know a they sent this weird message out that was like if you can prove you have coronavirus, we'll give you fifty dollars or something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second thing. Was, <laughs> Like Mar- it's like March 18th, and no one has ever been tested for coronavirus ever. And they're just like, we'll give, we'll give you 20 percent off your next Uber Eats delivery. You know, like yeah, yeah. And it was like you know, prove you got it while working or something crazy like that. We would be able we'll, to do. We'll give you preference was, while you sur well during surges. Yeah, you'll get yeah. you'll get the choicest uh, clients. The Great. other thing that was really funny to me was that um you know the app itself is all gamified and stuff, and it's sort of. Uh, you know pings you every now and then and says like you know it's uh you know halloween good spooky night but also people are really <laughs> that's right i got that one i got that one <laughs> you know it has like a holiday themed like you know it's it's the super bowl once you score the, the touchdown of uh earnings or something and then like uh, well, yes. after coronavirus happened i remember like, the phone was silent for like a, a while and then there was just this ping i got one day that was just like yeah, for no particular reason, people are really hungry right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> Very the only th- dodging the point that what it was trying to say was that like we need people to deliver food during a pandemic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the, on- the only thing worse than a boss who thinks he's cool is a boss who thinks he's a video game. Yeah, yeah, they they really like uh when when corona started they they the the mask came off so to speak and nice. interesting interestingly enough you kind of got to see their sort of um uh wealth that they at least pretend to sort of accumulate because <laughs> i remember jake jake you and i uh sort of had a a very brief conversation where i was like hey man are you going to do you're going to do this and you're like nah i think i'm all, I, I think i can't and then uh, and then I was just sort of like, all right, into the breach. <laughs> and then like, I, <laughs> I, I, st- I started doing caviar again because my messenger job, uh, the hours got greatly, greatly cut because of it. And I started doing it. And some of the, some of the fares that you were getting were being like, you know, you deliver like a small bag of something, you know, not, not in, you know not inconvenient or anything like that for like $15, you know, like six yep. blocks, you know, were you, were you making mad money at the beginning? Cause I mean, I remember thinking like, Danny's going to die. Like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I was, I was, I was out in the world touching every doorknob, uh, like riding every elevator, pushing every button and just being like, Hmm. <laughs> Danny would just come on the podcast <laughs> and being like, I had the entirety of fifth Avenue to myself today. And it was yeah, glorious. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't let Danny uh near like he would only I'd only meet him on the street uh yeah. during those first yeah. couple months because I was worried that he was just like sponging up coronavirus with every Uber Eats delivery. Yeah, Army is like a little jealous of you because I had like roommates and stuff that we you know we sort of had to talk about it and go, if you know, if you cannot do this, maybe don't do it. And that's kind of where I landed. Mm-hmm. But uh I a if the money was good that sounds cool and be like having survived it looking back on that that must have been like surreal to bike around new york yeah fucking empty yeah it was really strange uh just going down like broadway and being like where is everyone uh (laughs) and 
But they'll, but he, the weird technical aspect of it, which was strange, was they were like, all right, we'll give you all these bonuses. So that was, that was like Caviar's main thing is they would be like, if you do three deli- extra deliveries, you'll get like, we'll give you like a $3 bonus or a $5 bonus. That's really where a lot of the money came from. Whereas instead of it being right. like, we'll give you three or $5 extra, it turned into like, we'll give you $17 extra. Wow. So, and, and that and but the problem with that and this is this is where it did get quite desperate at times is like you know you get tired doing this kind of stuff especially if you're not using a motorized uh you know bicycle uh or or an e-bike or what have you and you know i the 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 restaurant schedule was like wildly in flux so things that were open normally weren't they were closing early uh, earlier than they were supposed to uh, and then it would be so <laughs> disheartening if you had done like 11 deliveries and it's like 9.55 and you're like please let another delivery come in please let another delivery come in because if that one doesn't come in that one more to make it 12 which is a you know a, a division of three then you don't get the 17 extra. What? <laughs> for, right. For that, yeah, for that last that last three, it, it would be like a situation, yeah, you don't get the, oh. every every three deliveries, you'd give get that like 15 bucks extra and you're just, and it would be time, had, bra- time yeah, bracketed. You had to hit a certain number by a certain time and it would often be like, you would be looking at the app going, they're fucking doing this on purpose, right? They're like someone in the, in the office is assigned to me and is being told to don't give them the extra $50 because that's a fucking price point or something, you know, or sometimes you would get it. I don't know. I, I did um, right before I quit. One of the last months I did was uh, I worked January of this year and I had decided that I needed to just stack some cash and like get a lot of exercise and stuff that month. And I, I just did nothing but work and I made the, uh, the monthly bonus, which I can't remember how much oh, it was, God. but if you do like yeah. over the whole month, you make like a thousand extra dollars or some shit. And, uh, I, it came right down to the last 15 minutes of the last month of the <laughs> or last night of the month. That's I was insane. fucking losing my mind. Like, yeah, I was going up this huge hill and I was just like, oh fuck you, God. fuck you, fuck you. And then I, I <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They really give you that oh, Glenn Gary, God. Glenn Ross uh, a panic attack where you're like, am I going to make it? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to get coffee this month? Am I a closer? I, I spoke to I spoke to one Postmates driver in Los Angeles for the story that we're going to get to um, that should be coming out this week uh, for the markup. And this guy, he didn't want to give his name, but he was a Postmates driver. And he said, if you do 90 deliveries between Thursday to Sunday, you are guaranteed $400. And that's kind of yeah. that's kind of his threshold and that's what he goes for. But 90 deliveries, like for you I guys, think- is that a feasible amount of mo- of deliveries to do? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, you have to be go- Let me put it let me put it this way, uh David. Um when I was doing caviar, uh it would be uh, and I was like, bam, 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 bam. Everything was going perfectly, running on all cylinders. The, critically, the restaurants aren't fucking up. They're not messing up their orders right. and taking right. super long. Right. I would maximum, maximum be able to do like three-ish an hour, maybe. Wow. You know, like, so maybe four. I remember one time there was like, I did like 15 orders and like, 
four hours, maybe wow. five hours, something yeah. like that. But it was one of those things where it was Friday night in Manhattan, and I was just like, you know, pinging back between, you know, around the uh, below 14th Street, and like everything was working. And again, the restaurants can really fucking suck. Like, God <laughs> help you if you have to pick up from Chick fil A. Like, God help you. It is, you know, and then just like the God may help be, you. I mean, they have God on their side for sure. True, yeah. Christ is on your on your side. Uh, but yeah, like uh, and and like, yeah, like the the restaurants um will totally fuck things up. And um, they, I think it varies wildly, but like they a lot of times will have a, a large disdain for the their 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 independent uh contractor, you know people that they're dealing with you know um because they they don't work for those restaurants so they're just sort of right. like yeah put that put that shit on the back burner we'll do we'll, we'll we'll make it when they get here you know so that's kind of the thing is when you don't work for somebody they don't treat you right ultimately um and yes. not i'm not saying that because you are an employee you are treated well but there is at least some sense of a duty and an obligation and legal protections <clears throat> For, for employees. Um, and so Prop 22, uh, so what happened was in 2018 in California, the California Supreme Court in this decision called Dynamex decided that um, independent contractors in these gig jobs are employees. Then that was challenged again, uh, and then that was under a specific set of circumstances. So the California State Legislature passed something called AB5, and they passed... AB5, I think, last year, and what it would do is it created a test by which, uh, it's called the ABC test, by which someone would be classified as an employee instead of an independent contractor, and that came into effect in May. Instantly, uh, basically what it would have done is it carved out, is it would have said all these gig economy workers uh, who, if you were in California, you are an employee, which means you are entitled to core rights of employees, you're entitled to overtime pay, Minimum wage, uh, workers' comp, just uh, dis- dis- you know discrimination protection, uh, the mm-hmm. right to form a union, and any other and all sorts of other things that that come with being classified as an employee. Uh, one of them uh, in California we'll get to. In in California, you cannot be coerced as an employee into making political speech, and we'll get to that in a second. So, oh, after yeah, so. After uh, AB5 passed, uh, the gig economy companies, so Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates is now owned by Uber, and uh, I'm missing one more. I'm missing one more. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart. Uh, Yeah, those ones are the big ones. They decided to uh, get a voter referendum on November to basically carve out an exception for AB5 to say, if you get, if you are an independent contractor and your work comes through an app, okay? So literally, they are saying that within the law, phones are different. That's the thing. They're saying if you get independent contract work through your phone, through an app, you are exempt from AB5 and from being an employee. I mean, just pause for a second and think about how ludicrous that is and how easily any employer can say, well, no, you actually, I hired you through the app at, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, anywhere, like at, at any, you know, random company. Therefore, you're actually an independent contractor. It, it's kind of a ludicrous standard. So they passed this, and the voter referendum has been is coming on November 3rd. And the campaign is something that I wanted to talk about because um, it's been one of the most insane things I've ever seen in politics just in my entire life. Uh, I've never heard of employees being coerced by private corporations as intensely uh, as I have with the gig economy or people individually being reached out to. I mean, because of tech is in our phones, it is a part of our lives in so many ways, they have so much information on us, they can electioneer in such novel ways. So to start off with it, let's look at what's going on with um, the gig workers themselves. Gig workers have been essentially coerced or incentivized into making political speech. Um, And that is illegal under California law and not illegal. I don't know if it's illegal in New York, but um, it certainly is in California. And there was an Uber driver, uh, numerous Uber drivers reported that whenever you would log on to the Uber app, uh, it would ask you if you support Prop 22. And you could say, yes, I support Prop 22. Or just okay, and then you couldn't say no on it, basically. And it would ask you that every single time you logged on and logged off of the app, uh, some Uber drivers reported that they would get it every single time they got a new customer because, like Jake, well, like what you're saying is they switch back and forth between apps all the time. So Mm -hmm. every single time they change, they get a new customer, they're asked whether they support Prop 22 or not. And the only way that it would go away is if you say, yes, I support Prop 22. And then once they do that, that message shows up on a, your customer's phone that says, your driver supports Prop 22. Learn more about oh, God. why voting <laughs> yes, on, yes on 22 is important. And uh, so this is uh, definitely something that, like I, I spoke to one Uber driver in the San Francisco area who wanted to speak, you know, wouldn't want to give his name. He was worried about retaliation, kind of like Jake, well, like what you were saying. is like he was worried about the apps stalking him, seeing his name being in this article, and then just not giving him rides anymore or giving him shitty rides or not giving him these bonuses that these people are working for all the time. So he wouldn't give his name, but he said that he was just worried that if he said uh, yes, then they would like him more. So he said yes, and then... The, you know, they would give him better rides. But, you know, he has no way of proving or disproving that. And then afterwards, about a month later, he, he stopped getting the notifications after he said yes. But customers would see that he said he was supporting it. Then about a month later, it came up again. And it still happened. Uh, he would still get, do you support Prop 22 or not? And then finally, after it got reported uh, that Uber was doing this practice in a couple of different publications, KQED uh, was one of them. They stopped doing this seemingly. They said that uh, they, that, that he, he looked at it again in the same place where it would have been. It said, thank you for making your voice heard. Our survey has closed. Now it's up to us to take action. I mean, have you ever seen a survey where they, you either say yes on 22 or okay, got it are the two options? That you can- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very it's very goofy how they do it. And uh, California, it should be noted, is 
very interesting when it comes to this stuff. Like New York almost, I don't know, I don't know if you feel this way, Jake, but like New York almost feels like its own little microcosm for the apps because there's such demand here that they almost have to play by the rules of capitalism that they, you know, that they purvey to be like, oh, this is something, you know, that you can do. So you kind of get affected by it less here. But out there, you know, California is so big. I mean, isn't it like the fifth biggest economy in the in the world or something like that, that it's uh you know the rules are just they just it feels different it's 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 literally bigger you know physically mm -hmm. too you know you know what this kind of reminds me of so in the, the, the nature of independent contract work is not new um a lot of what you're seeing in the gig economy has parallels earlier in like uh trucking you know mm -hmm. the the people that run the trucking companies have sort of figured out ways to push off a lot of responsibility for like maintaining vehicles and stuff like that onto the truckers because they're technically independent mm -hmm. contractors, not employees. And yet that, you know, status does not come with any of the freedom from being an employee, which is a, you know, thing that plays out in certain ways. Um, <clears throat> they do that to you in this work. And they also, the second thing you're describing here with this coercion and this sort of thing where you're trying to to convey to the the consumer that the uber driver really likes prop 22 is uh something you see in the service industry every once in a while there'll be like a what's it called a astroturfed campaign like a fake mm -hmm. thing that's supposed to appear to be grassroots uh there'll be like a save our tips campaign and that always looks <laughs> very similar oh, yeah like oh uber drivers like being independent contractors thing um it's kind of the same argument right so if you're trying to convince a bunch of people that uber drivers don't want to be employees and they prefer to have the freedom or whatever of not being an employee um it's kind of similar to this tip thing where you know i fucking know a lot of bartenders that if you ask them flat out do you would you rather get a paycheck like they do in the uk or just get tipped they'll tell you they like the tips because you're able to sort of uh, rake in a certain amount of money if you have the good shifts and you're like a diehard like lifer right. in the service right. industry but ultimately in the grand scheme of things it would be a way better industry if you were able to unionize and just raise your wages and stuff like that and not be paid out in this really archaic way where, you know, you're legally only paid like a couple bucks an hour and then right. um, businesses would just have to be set up better. Right. Um, and, and it's, yeah. and it's yeah. not that like the bartenders can still unionize because they're called employees, but they just have, you know, bad wages and get a lot of tips. Like a gig worker, there is no legal requirement that if you are an employee that you can no longer have flexibility to drive when you want like they the one of the converse, things that i've heard from a lot of gig drivers i like reached out to some people on these like reddit or these subreddits uh about uh, you know that if you're like an uber driver or subreddit or whatever and yeah some of them i could verify that they were people some of them i couldn't uh you know they would just kind of talk about how they like the flexibility and that's why they want to you know vote yes mm -hmm. and there is no requirement that they would do that. Just the companies would just have to change their operations. And maybe as a result of that, they would reduce flexibility. But the company could just fiddle the numbers around and make it work for people so they could still have the flexibility. That's not on the law to reduce flexibility. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to make it out like this is something that these workers really enjoy about the nature of the job that, yeah, that like wouldn't exist if they were legally protected employees, which is right. true. And also, um, you know, another thing that they bring up a lot in both these cases is like, well, the, the reason that people like, you know, this specific nature of this type of work is because it's part-time work. And this is the type of thing that people do while they're doing something else. But that's like such a flat out lie when you just look at the economy and like, right. look at what everyone has to work these shitty jobs, you know, and no job should be a goddamn, like a, like a half <laughs> a job. Like these things are describing, you know, so they're like, oh, it's I, good for college kids or whatever. What do you mean? Cause you don't want to pay them. Right. I, uh, I think about like, um, you know, the first time someone does drugs, if they have a good experience, uh, they'll end up trying to chase that dragon for the rest of their lives. So like you have like and why I'm saying that is the gig economy, they they like uh, dangle this carrot in front of you that says, hey, look, you can make four hundred dollars this weekend during surge uh, pricing or um, check it out. There's a bonus if you sign up right now. And in this that feels like. Also, when I was a waiter, there'd be these mythical stories of somebody dropping like a $400 tip. Right. You know, and you're like, hell yeah, look at how much money I can make if I grind. But there's a finite number of hours in the day. And like what Danny brought up earlier, there's a finite number of deliveries that you can make um, even under the most op like optimal circumstances. So even though there's all this like in quote unquote freedom, we're still constrained by the number of hours in the day and right. still constrained by the fact that people are only ordering Big Macs between 7 p.m. and 9.30. So if you're not working during that rush, you're not right. making that money. Totally. And also, like, the, there's more people who do gig work part-time, you know, like uh, un under 20 hours a week, maybe even under 10, than people who do it full-time, 30 hours a week or more. But... The mm -hmm. actual number of the work that's getting done, the number of deliveries or rides that's getting done, that is done more so by the full-time employees minority, who are in the minority than the majority of, quote-unquote, you know, gig workers who are only doing it uh, for less period of time. So one thing that I've heard from a lot of, uh, in a lot of campaigns for Yes on 22 has been, well, the workers support, the majority of workers support the flexibility they they want to vote yes on 22 but the majority of workers aren't doing the if if the people who support yes on prop 22 are the people who are only working 10 hours a week and again there is nothing stopping someone from being a part-time employee like just because you have employee status doesn't all of a sudden mean that you're going to be required to work 40 hours a week you can still work yeah. 10 hours a week as one of these drivers um, but if they support it then those people um, aren't actually doing the majority of the work. The people who are doing the majority of the work for these gig jobs are treating it like a full-time job. Yeah, there is a there. There's like crazy um, uh, that you, that false equivalency is totally there because like one of the apps that I tried to sign up for was Grubhub at a point in time because I heard it was a good one, and mm -hmm. um, I couldn't. You just couldn't. Like their whole thing was like, yeah, sign up for this. You could do work for us, and they were like. No, the New York market is saturated. You cannot work for Grubhub right now. So, like, they had already self-policed themselves and said, "No, this is cut off." So, the right. idea that they're like, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to kick people off of the platform or whatever," it's one of those things where it's like, "Well, you know, 
you let them. <laughs> You're already that's... treating these people like employees. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. just said they're not hiring you, so it's like that's the same thing as a job rejecting you. Yeah, you know another thing that they do on the apps is that they, um, if they need to hire somebody for a particular company, they'll give you like a referral bonus if you can get someone signed up that week. But they're only for certain limited periods of time, and then there are other times where, like Danny's saying, they're like, "No, there's too many people on here." And I think a lot of that had to do with these um, bonus contracts that way they would shuffle around and buy off of each other. So for every for a while, when I was working for one company, Caviar, they had really good bonuses where every three orders, you got an extra fucking $5 or something like that, right? right? And then it went away. And I asked somebody about it one time. And they said, oh, what happened is that uh, Grubhub or fucking Uber or whatever bought that, like the right to do that bonus. And that they're in competition with each other over those bonuses, which they use then to like incentivize <laughs> workers. And so there's just this constant like sloshing around of even like the worker pool because they know that everyone is working for everyone else. Right. And the whole thing ultimately, ultimately to me, really is kind of heartbreaking because, you know, th there is like a, a way of doing this that could be really convenient for everyone involved, if not for the profit motive gumming everything up and causing the person that yeah. owns the company to then want to skim all this surplus labor off of all the people that are working right. in, in a like in a fair world where there's not that profit motive this could be a really convenient way for people to get exercise get food and make you know maybe a little extra money or whatever and everyone involved could probably be benefiting from like the um the the what do you call it jake yeah I think of a New Deal type uh, nationalized uh, Uber Eats where your community yeah. service that you feel, you know, you're like, well, I've got some hours to kill. Uh, I'd love to walk some people's dogs or I've got some hours to kill. I'm going to I'm going to deliver food to this old folks home. I mean, there's, and you know, <laughs> ideas of like utopian communism that are essentially you, you work fucking four hours a week and you do some shit where you pick up trash or something. This could be like part of that sort of life right. pretty easily because we're Silicon Valley is so frustrating because they are they are dreaming up ways in which um, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? Not ingenuity, but uh, the big fucking innovative, innovate, innovate, innovation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of this stuff that in theory could lead to um you know to a to just an easier life but it's right it will never not be like this if we have capitalism intact and it especially in its current form though so that's now right it's, yeah so so back I, I yeah absolutely i mean like so back to the campaign itself uh there's a couple other reports uh, i, I want to just highlight these because they're kind of crazy so uh one Instacart uh, location was reported. This was from Eater San Francisco, or no, CNN Business reported this one, uh, was that they were having Instacart shoppers put in a survey or like in a bulletin saying what, like the, the merits of Prop 22 in the bag, of, in their customer's bag. And then shoppers, or the customers, when they would receive it, they would get a survey that says, did you receive... Yes on twenty two, uh, bulletins or no? And Sick, I love it. This so is some Pavlov dog stuff, man. Where it's like yeah. <laughs> enough routine, they're just getting used to acclimated to the idea that Prop twenty two is good, right? right? Through the through the um, uh, consistent political speech that the apps are are imposing on them through their totally. phones, 
and all of our phones are now a mailbox, right? That where where we can get we get the corporate messages delivered to us, spoon fed to us, right? So it's like yeah. the right to yeah. you know it's like the slogan the right to work sounds great, but then you realize that it's like a crazy libertarian idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can see how like it's someone who maybe has never worked in the gig economy or somebody who just doesn't have the experience of uh, even just being a low wage worker or whatever might look at all of this when they're on an Uber ride and think, oh, all the Uber drivers are organizing to, you know, get this word out about Prop 22, not realizing that yes. it comes from above. Yes. So they stopped doing that after they got caught, basically. And then DoorDash was also reportedly offering restaurants uh, free Yes on 22 bags for DoorDash <laughs> So if you're a DoorDash worker, you wanted a free new swag bag that says Yes on 22, they were giving that out to people as well. Uh, I mean, it, it's, yeah. also, it, it's worth noting here that like a large portion of this exploitation and what you're describing, David, is, is basically the exploitation of people um, who are not only just customers who uh, use DoorDash or Uber and taking advantage of what they think is happening, but like the workers in the sense where they, they literally don't know what's happening. And I mean that like in the sense where like they potentially speak English as a second language, you know, right. or, you know, they, they are just sort of like, look, I have to feed my family. And the way that I do that is I ride this e-bike around and I do this for like nine hours a day. Like those, I right. mean, like I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've run into these situations, you know, in New York where like I will, where it's just like, uh, I, I'm working or I'm working adjacent to people where it's just sort of like they go, 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 go. And just their sheer force of will is, is, is what's driving them. And like they very easily could, in just be carrying like a bat, one of those bags. This is yes on twenty two, and like no I idea don't know what it did. It they have no they idea. have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, because Danny, I know you ride a bicycle like me. Mm -hmm. uh, did you did you know those e bikes that everyone uses in New York to do this type of work weren't legal until like a couple months ago? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're those. Oh, that that's another weird precarious thing too, where they're just like, you tired of riding? You tired of pedaling? Just get a great e bike, and uh, they legal. <laughs> yeah, they're wait. They, wait I'm sorry. The, the companies, the the they would offer an e bike for sale. No, they would no, no. You get one, which is not the industry standard tool for doing this type of work in New York was illegal the entire time we were doing it. They legalized it a couple months ago, I think, <laughs> just because like you know everyone needed to do this shit to make the uh you know, the economy work in COVID in New York. That's insane. Yeah. Now right. keep Crazy. now keep keep in mind, Jake and I do it with a regular like mechanical bicycle, but it should be noted that citizens. like um. But I am, but that like, I'm very tired at the end of the day. <laughs> like I sleep a lot because of this. And furthermore, I have to eat a lot of food yeah. <laughs> because when I ride, I mean, like, I think minimum I ride at least 200 miles. Oh, you know, like, cause I'll do like six sixties on Thursdays and Friday. And then every time I turn on the Uber app, I usually go about 30. So it's like, yeah, I ride like 200 miles. 
So it's like what Jake is saying, where it's like, if you plan on doing this as a full-time thing, you basically have to have an e-bike and they were less than legal. You know, you could have a pedal assist Mm -hmm. e-bike, which is where when you pedal, then the motor turns on. But then, and the, but then New York said, "Oh, you can you can, It's illegal to have one where there's a throttle, like on on the handlebar specifically. You can't have one of those throttle ones. And then, if you've been in New York for any s- string of time, you'll just see those guys. I call um, they're they 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 do like the horse. They do like the horseback move where yeah. they just like they right. just sit. Saddle. Yeah, they'll just sit on oh, like that. Yeah, the the, the bike seat uh, with their legs out." Or sometimes they'll ha- they'll they'll dangle a leg. A lot of the guys in New York like to dangle just one. They they dangle one leg, and of course they just got that throttle going. There's no pedaling. You'll see the, you'll see the e bikes, which oh, is the most they do that bareback. Yeah, they just do the rusty. They have the rustiest chains that have, haven't moved a single rotation in a year. <laughs> well, I was gonna say my favorite thing that had that happens with those guys is you'll be biking like in the bike lane, and then you'll like get a guy riding side saddle on a e-bike like that, like it's a couch and he'll just be like, <laughs> and he'll be, yeah. like, be like, Hey buddy. Hey, so who are you working for? Caviar or something? And yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I could say actually it's caviar, but sometimes I do Uber and then like, he'll be, it's sometimes it would happen to me. It would be kind of annoying. So I would like speed up, but then he would speed up and I'd be like, okay, I'm slowing down. And then he would slow down and he would use the e-bike to constantly be like, it was like he was in the car next to me. He would just be having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 illegality of that stuff was like a constant. It it was basically just like how big of pieces of shit are the NYPD willing to be this day? So the people, like the drivers, were the ones who were going to get punished for it, not the companies. Just oh, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. You take so, on all the all that. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? So I want to yeah. go back. I want to go back to the idea of laundering support like corporate support through like vulnerable people um Mm -hmm. so a lot of these california residents have been receiving like the customers themselves are receiving messages on top of all the crazy stuff that they're getting from uh the workers and saying that they support it uh the yes on 22 campaign sort of just randomly was texting people here's a message it's like a message from a a, you know a black woman saying hi i'm alicia a single mom and rideshare drive driver urging you to vote yes on prop 22 you know, by four to one, drivers want to remain independent and overwhelmingly support Prop 22. Yes on 22 also provides us new benefits. Without 22, access to this flexible work is in danger. Please vote yes on 22. So the new benefits that they're talking about are gas mileage reimbursement that is actually below the federal legal reimbursement level beforehand. <laughs> they were literally just not reimbursing them in the same, like, uh, as much. But, like, I-, I can't remember exactly how much it is per mile, but... The IRS has like a certain number, like 57 cents, but uh, they're doing it like, oh, these new benefits, we're going to make it 30 cents now. And with these new benefits, you're going to get $300 a month towards healthcare. I mean, none of this stuff is what you would get as an employee, but they're calling it um, new benefits. So they're they're just like laundering it through, um, through these people. They're just like through the customers. They're also just harassing the shit out of customers. Which well, is really, so really crazy. Yeah. yeah. This reminds me of the social dilemma because n- the customers are not only customers, but they're also products for an ideology. Yep. They're pro mm-hmm. they're 
Uh, the fact that these companies now can harvest the emails and phone numbers of all of the people that use the product makes for like the most powerful mailing list that you could have. Absolutely. And they you know, can legally it, do that because they just put it in their privacy policy. We reserve to, and, the right to contact you for... Like th this was how uh, the Reagan and the new right sort of took power in the um, late 70s and early 80s was that all of the ultra right wing guys just bought Barry Goldwater's mailing list. And then they yeah. started buying mailing lists for people that, uh, you know, like things like gun control. So like if you liked guns, then Republicans would just buy your name and be like, well, they're already a customer for this product. Let's see if we can get them involved with like evangelical bullshit or uh, like, you know, limiting uh, access to abortions. Yeah, they were even sending, absolutely. I mean, it's it's similar playbook, but just with new technology. I mean, they were they were sending uh, banner alerts on people's phones. Uber was, and so did DoorDash, uh, two people in California, that even if their Uber app wasn't open or the DoorDash wasn't open, uh, I have confirmation from a few people that they still received a banner alert, like it was an amber alert. Telling them to vote yes on <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, you're like, dear I mean, God, is another has another girl been snatched up off the streets by an In and Out? No, no, <laughs> it's your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, person from San Francisco. This is where I first found out about these tactics. Was they were sending Uber was sending out messages to rider or to uh, customers saying, um, if Prop 22 fails to pass, riders and drivers will be affected. And you either could say confirm and nothing else. There's no other option. You just had to confirm that Prop 22 was good before you could get in your, before you could access your app. Uh, you, had, you had to basically sign us. What, what could have been, and we don't have evidence for this, but could have been used as a quote unquote survey that yeah. they support, uh, that you support mm -hmm. Prop 22. And, then and you can send that to a senator or something and be like, look at this. We've got 100,000 confirms for this. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I, I remember now the, the, the only reason there isn't just this absolute and complete inoculation of people is, is the fact that like we already get so many notifications that a lot of, a lot of this stuff is just like water off the duck's back, you know, in, mm -hmm. in, in some ways, you know, so I mean, luckily, most people are just sort of like, what? You know, it's gone. You know, they don't even think about it. But it does get used, like you said, for those, you know, for purposes that don't they don't even know about where right. you're, you know, they, they get they get surveyed and it gets sent to somebody else. So, like, even if it's not affecting them, their thoughts or their opinions are being, you know, turned into a product. Right. Yeah, or it just resurfaces on the news that you individually getting the notification doesn't really affect much. But then later on, when you're watching some bullshit on the news, you see like, oh, everyone in California supports this fucking thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's misleading statistic. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about like those man on the street uh, interviews they do for local news <laughs> where they, they're like, excuse me, sir, would you like to participate in uh, uh, an interview for King Five? Uh, and I'm in Seattle right now, and they interview you for like tw two minutes, and then later on at 7 p.m., uh, it just shows like local fool looks at accident in, in uh, and laughs, and and they only cut out they cut out two seconds where it just says like, "Wow, look at that," and then, and then it makes you like, "No, it makes me look like an asshole." That's, just, that's not what I said. It. That's not what I said at all. Yeah, and now that the company that companies are doing this is. Um, 
And then they're sending those survey results to people. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that was kind of a confusing message I received on my app. Oh, but it looks like everyone supports it. So I may as well vote yes. And the the astroturfing and the Pavlovian response, I think, is, um, is I mean, that's, that you guys hit the nail on the head earlier with, with how that's forcing customers into thinking that this is something that's supportive. Um, polling came out recently on it. I think it says that uh, it is now, Prop, Prop 22 is still supported by 46% of those surveyed and 42% oppose it, with 12% still undecided, I think is what the poll was. So mm. it is still possible for this to fail. Uh, there's still a lot of, so 12, the fact that it's a week away and there are 12% of the people who don't, uh, haven't, haven't made up their minds yet, huge ground to cover on this sort of stuff. The a lot of Ken Boons. Yeah. <laughs> the companies have spent $200 million on this. So between DoorDash, Instacart, Lyft, and Uber, $200 million on a voter referendum. More money than any voter referendum initiative ever in U.S. history, or in California history, at least. And this is... Um, the fact that it's this close after that much money is being spent. And in the opposition to 22, they're spending like 16, 17 million, you know, labor unions just coughing up whatever money they can, uh, just like mm -hmm. random donors putting whatever money they can into supporting the no initiative. But this is something that they're throwing a lot of money at because uh, this affects their ability to continue to exploit um, these folks. And people are still skeptical of it. It can still fail. And um, yeah, I don't know if you guys, for listeners out there, um, I think all of us seem are, are against Prop 22. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, in case you haven't, in case that isn't clear, uh, I think all of us would encourage you, if you live in California, if you vote in California, more so than the presidential election, uh, voting no on Prop 22 is incredibly important. Yeah, it's, it, and it is, again, worth noting, California number one most populous state in the United States, uh, second in land in land mass. And you're going to have, it's the, the, you're going to have millions of people voting on this one, this one specific thing that like, it, it, it's, it's so funny how you're going to have people in, uh, you know, Oakland voting on the same thing that affects people in San Diego that affects the same right. people who live in like, right below medford oregon and like the very tippy top of california being affected by like lake tahoe they're all they're all doing this one thing that like kind of mostly primarily affects the city centers you know it's and if it, you're just it, a normal if you're just a normal dem just like for what it's worth moderates even oppose problems like kamala harris and joe biden have pre presumably said they support do not support prop 22 Okay, so this is not even like a, a a Bernie issue. This is like even normal Democrats oppose Prop Twenty Two. Uh, so for all the K Hive listeners out there, you know where you know. What uh, sure. Yeah, you, you know and who I to think abuse. What Danny advocated for earlier implicitly is that we should break up the state of California and turn it into three or four <laughs> states. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'll, I would I would also say too, you know, every time one every time you see a commercial for like Uber Eats or 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 formerly Caviar or whatever, just just know that the work is is not it's not easy. Like they're just like just pick up this. Uh, you could just do this as a side gig. Like the you know a couple months ago, I fucking <laughs> delivered 
like four 32 ounce sodas, like, and in on the on a bicycle. And I look, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not proud to say this, but like those sodas, they fucking fell over, bro. Like they, 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 they did not make, they didn't, they did not, they did not make it all the way where they needed to go. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, they got, they, they got put in the bag. I tried to stack them up as much as possible. They were, it was, it was for, it was like a Carl's Jr. situation. So there was, so there was also like a, a, you know, a, a bacon King burger or something like that. Going I'm too on, hungry you know? now, man. I'm too hungry. I'm going to go order from Uber Eats right after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's like the Overton window has shifted on what delivery is. I thought I talked about this with my friend Carrie in the in the 90s. I think it was only pizza and Chinese food. Like that's what oh, got yeah. delivered. But now <laughs> but now the whole concept of delivery has shifted where they're just sort of like, yeah, dude, I don't know why you can't deliver a a watermelon that's been cut in half that has spears of like uh, maraschino cherries and fruit coming out of it, which I delivered. The other Dude, day. I, I'm waiting for you to show up to my place with a styrofoam <laughs> cooler filled with uh, two dozen raw oysters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or like sparklers. Just like, <laughs> Does anybody else still call in pizza delivery because it just feels right? No, okay, that's just me. All right, I still, <laughs> I, 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 I just, <laughs> I just don't. I, sometimes I'm like ordering a pizza. I'm like, oh well, I'm just gonna. There's something about it that still makes me want to call pizza, but still order on seamless everything else. I know a lot of people who pride themselves on like they call the restaurant because they want like the worker at the restaurant to yeah. get a job instead of like it going through an app, which get which fucks someone over via gig economy shit. But I think what they don't realize is that a lot of times those two things just end up going to the same person and also not. Paying gig economy workers isn't really like your individual buyer power isn't really how we solve this problem, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. There's no well, such thing as an ethical consumer under capitalism. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Field goal. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, also, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one one last thought. Uh, Jimmy Fallon doesn't tip. Everybody remember that. Jimmy Fallon does not tip. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody, At the comedy everybody. table, he's the one who's like, "I don't tip. I don't tip." Uh, uh, Matilda girl doesn't tip either. That lady, which one? Fun girl? Uh, no, ma- the actress who played Matilda, Mara something. Oh, oh no. um, Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Wilson. Yes, yes, yes. She's got those yeah, the, the, the bangs. Mm-hmm. She's got the bangs. Uh, yeah. yeah, but the- you gotta tip, <laughs> otherwise people will tell people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta uh, all right uh jake anything else anything you want to plug uh before we uh sign off yeah order pizza if you live in new york you know i might show up who knows oh i'm a <laughs> pizza guy online and i'm not actually a pizza guy anymore but um yeah my podcasts are pod damn america and why you mad and um i don't know i'm at feral jokes on all the social media so follow me on Twitter and stuff and catch a Zoom show mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. Uh, Gabe, when's your next Zoom show? Uh, tomorrow night. Well, uh, every Wednesday night, Funhouse Comedy at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. And the Instagram account for that is Funhouse Comedy. You can follow me. You can follow me in the streets. Uh, yeah, You will probably see me trying to approach a feral cat 
and just be like, I'd like to pet you. Come on. Come on. Let, let's, let's, be, let's be friends. <laughs> that's, 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 where you'll, that's where you'll see me probably right by the Jefferson stop. Uh, good plug. Perfect. Yeah, good plug, dude. And uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, look out for my story on the markup. Uh, hopefully it should be coming out this week um, on this sort of stuff. And vote no on 22 California residents. Uh, that's it for Ponzi Scream. Thanks, guys. Thank All you. All right, bye. Bye.